It's the Old Man Yells at Music podcast. And here's your host, that moderate-talking middle-aged man himself, Roger Stroop. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Old Man Yells at Music podcast. I'm Roger Stroop. This week, we're going back to May 6, 1989. This is the week that the first McDonald's opened in the Soviet Union. That was the moment the Cold, War, the Cold War was truly won, as far as I'm concerned. Here's what else was going on in pop culture. Movies that came out this month included Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, the third movie in the hit adventure franchise that introduced Sean Connery as Harrison Ford's father. Roadhouse, which starred Patrick Swayze as a nightclub bouncer. See No Evil, Hear No Evil, the third comedy to co-star Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Earth Girls Are Easy, which starred Jeff Goldblum and a, and a pre-in-living color Damon Wayans and Jim Carrey as furry aliens. And Listen to Me, a drama about a college debate team starring Kirk Cameron from, Go from Growing Pains. No, he did not become the next Michael J. Fox. He did later find success in Christian entertainment, which made him more like the next Willie Ames. On television, NBC aired the series finales of two of the shows that helped them dominate the second half of the 80s, Miami Vice and Family Ties, speaking of Michael J. Fox. And in Britain, over 8 million people watched the last game of what was then known as the First Division season, and they were rewarded with a thrilling ending as Arsenal scored at the last possible moment to beat Liverpool and win the championship. On the bestseller lists, the hot fiction books included Salman Rushdie's controversial fatwa provo provoking the satanic verses, and Amy Tan's story of Chinese-American women and Mahjong, the Joy Luck Club. And in nonfiction, people were, people were buying Robert Fulgham's Everything I Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten and Stephen Hawking's A Brief History of Time. Bill Cosby was also on the list with Love and Marriage, but in retrospect, that might have actually belonged in the fiction section. And in music, there was a story on the first where, the, where a California jewelry store called the police to report a suspiciously dressed person hanging around in the store. As it turned out, it was a disguised Michael Jackson. He was in, in disguise, so he would be able to shop in peace. Ah, the days when we were sure that any collision between Michael and law enforcement must be an innocent mix-up. All right, now we go to the charts. We start, as always, below the top 40s. This week, we're looking at a band that had picked up a handful of hit singles in Britain over the previous 10 years a couple of which were successful in Canada as well, but they had never reached the Billboard Hot 100 until this time. This week at number 84 in America, it's Mayor of Simpleton by XTC. Formed in Swindon, England in 1972, XTC began life as Star Park, a band led by guitarist Andy Partridge and bassist Colin Moulding. After some changes in lineup and sound, they first became the Helium Kids, and then XTC. They released their debut LP in 1977, but it was their third album, 1979's Drums and Wires, that gave them their first hit, Making Plans for Nigel, which hit number 17 in the UK and number 12 in Canada. They picked up four more hits over the next three years, the biggest being 1982's Senses Working Overtime, which hit number 10 in the UK and number 36 in Canada. In 1987, they got their first major attention in the United States when Dear God, a song on which Partridge confronts religion and questions the existence of a supreme being, got rock radio and MTV airplay and created controversy. Two years later, they released the album Oranges and Lemons, and Mayor of Simpleton was the first single. Mayor of Simpleton is jangly guitar pop over which Partridge says that he is not as intellectually gifted as his girlfriend or her peers, but that is irrelevant compared to the depth of his affection for her. Here's some of what he sings. Never been near a university. 
never took a paper or a learned degree. And some of your friends think that's stupid of me, but it's nothing that I care about. Well, I don't know how to tell the weight of the sun. And of mathematics, well, I want none. And I may be the mayor of Simpleson, but I know one thing, and that's I love you. When their logic grows cold and all thinking gets done, you'll be warm in the arms of the mayor of Simpleton. I can't have been there when brains were handed round, or get past the cover of your books profound. And some of your friends think it's really unsound that you're even seen talking to me. Well, I don't know how to write a big hit song, and all crossword puzzles, well, I just shun. And I may be the mayor of Simpleton, but I know one thing, and that's I love you. It's not an original idea, as the same theme had been explored in Sam Cooke's 1960 hit, Wonderful World. But the tune is catchy, the lyrics are clever, and the whole package is charming. Mayor of Simpleton peaked at number 72 in the U.S., number 46 in the U.K., and number 42 in Canada. The group only had one more top 40 in Britain, but record company disputes and intraband tensions took their toll, and the group officially broke up in 2006. Now we jump into the top 40s with America's number 32, Buffalo Stance, by Nana Cherry. Born in Stockholm in 1964, Nana Carlson was born to a Swedish mother and a Sierra Leonean father. When her mother married American jazz trumpeter Don Cherry, Nana took his surname. At 14, she dropped out of school and moved to London, where she was in several punk bands, including the influential all-female group The Slits. Later, she became a DJ and a singer, and she found herself part of a scene known as Buffalo, which centered around a fashion designer named Ray Petrie. It was the confident attitude that people in that scene sported that inspired the lyrics of this, her debut single. Buffalo Stance contains elements of funk, hip-hop, and house, and it's all topped off by Cherry's sassy, fierce singing and rapping. In her hands... The buffalo stance isn't a pose. It's a way of presenting yourself that will help you survive tough times and, defeat and deal with undesirable people. Here's a verse that demonstrates this. So you say you wanted money, but you know it's never funny when your shoe's worn through and there's a rumble in your tummy. But you had to have style, get a gold-toothed smile, put a girl on, a, on the corner so you can make a pile, committed a crime, and went inside. It was coming your way, but you had to survive. When you lost your babe, you lost the race. Now you're looking at me to take her place. Who's looking good today? Who's looking good in every way? No style rookie. You better watch. Don't mess with me. No money man can win my love. It's sweetness that I'm thinking of. We always hang in a buffalo stance. We do the dive every time we dance. I'll give you love, baby, not romance. I'll make a move, nothing left to chance, so don't you get fresh with me. As I said in the 1997 episode, this song does everything the Spice Girls did in their entire career in four minutes and does it better. A phrase like girl power doesn't even begin to do it justice. Buffalo Stance would get as high as number three, which is also where it peaked in Canada and Britain. She would only have a couple more hits in North America, but she had several more than that in the UK. In the first decade of the 2000s, she was part of a trip-hop trio called Circus, but she would resume her solo career, re releasing her most recent album in 2018. Now we go to the UK for their number 36 song, People Hold On, by Cold Cut featuring Lisa Stansfield. DJs Matt Black and Jonathan Moore got together in London in 1986. They soon became known for their pioneering work bringing sample-based dance music to Britain. 
Their first mainstream success came when their remix of American hip-hop duo Eric B. and Rakim's Paid in Full became a UK Top 20 in, ni- in late 1987. The next year, they scored their first hit as credited artists when Doctor in the House, featuring singer Yasmin Yaz Evans, hit number six. People Hold On was their third pop hit. People Hold On has the beats and the piano of a lot of early house music, but its ace in the hole is the vocal performance of Stansfield, who soulfully sings words of inspiration such as these. Everybody's looking for a meaning. Everybody's doing their own thing. And nobody's nobody's solving the problem. Ain't nobody helping each other. Some people give in to fear. Some people give in to hunger. Some of us live for the future. And some of us wonder. Given into life. Given into love. Maybe there's enough for everyone. Given into hope and into trust. Maybe there's enough for everyone. People hold on. Don't do yourself wrong. People hold on. We've got to be strong. People hold on. Like the best dance music, it uplifts as it moves your feet. And as trite as it is to say, uplifting music is quite welcome in our current situation. People Hold On was down from its peak of number 11. Cold Cut would only have one more top 40 single, but they have continued to release music and do remixes for other artists, as well as founding the successful electronic music label Ninja Tune. Lisa Stansfield would go on to a solo career, which I'm sure we'll encounter sometime in the future. Now we make our first trip to Canada for their number 34 song, Double Trouble by Sass Jordan. Born in England but raised in Montreal, Sass Jordan began singing with bands in her teens and also got work as a session singer for local recording artists. In 1988, she released her first album, Tell Somebody, and the title track was an immediate hit, reaching number 11. Double Trouble was the follow-up. Double Trouble is R&B-flavored rock about trying to be measured when acting on an attraction to someone. Here's some lyrics. I was getting worried. Every hair was out of place. And the sun was setting early. I was heading for the race. But I guess I lied and I said I didn't care. When all that I want is to turn around and find you there. Gotta keep it all inside. Never ever let it show. Cause they say it's dirty and that you should never know. But I think you know. Cause I see it in your eyes. You can understand the motive. Cause you're driven by the same desire. And they call it double trouble. Yeah, I know. It's double trouble. See it coming. Double trouble. It will find me. Double trouble. Gotta fight it. Double trouble. Because I know it's double trouble. And Jordan has a powerful rock voice that conveys the conflict well. The production is a little too slick, but her her performance makes up for it. Double trouble would peak at number 12. Jordan had 10 more hits over the next decade, including two top 10s. She managed a few hits on U.S. rock radio and even got to number 86 on the Hot 100 with the song Sun's Gonna Rise in 1994. In 1992, she duetted with Joe Cocker on a song for the soundtrack of the movie The Bodyguard, which has sold 27 million copies worldwide. From 2003 to 2008, she was a judge on Canadian Idol, and she continues to record and perform. Her latest album, Rebel Moon Blues, was released in March. We stay in Canada for their number 25 song, She's So Young by The Pursuit of Happiness. The Pursuit of Happiness was formed in 1985 when Edmonton singer Mo Berg and his friend drummer Dave Gilby moved to Toronto and hooked up with guitarist Johnny Sinclair and backup singers Tamara and Natasha Amabile. In 1986, they released an independent single, I'm an Adult Now, and shot a low-budget video. 
The song got airplay on Toronto radio, and the video got in rotation on Much Music, which led to a national distribution deal and the single reaching number 35 on the Canadian chart. Though the Amabile sisters left and were replaced by Chris Abbott and Leslie Stanwyck, they soon signed to a major label and got Todd Rundgren to produce their first album, Love Junk. She's So Young was the first single. I must confess here that The Pursuit of Happiness is an all-time favorite band of mine. I haven't seen a lot of bands live, but I've seen them four times. I think Mo Berg is one of the great lyricists in all of rock, and I think the way that they combined hard rock with Mamas and the Papas-style harmonies is brilliant. On this one, Mo looks at a young lady who, like most people her age, thinks she has everything figured out and doesn't need any advice. Here's what he observes. As much as she'd like to believe she's leading a brand new wave, that uniform she wears, I see on the street every day. She looks heavenward and struggles to find the right cliche. You've got to find your own space. Have a nice day. She's so young. She's got the answers. She doesn't need to question the world like I do. Like the wisdom of ages will flow from her tongue. This is the delusion of the young. She says she'll lead with her heart, but her heart really doesn't know at all. I'll get no satisfaction out of seeing her fall. This one doesn't make my top five of their songs, but it's, a, but it's an excellent gateway. I would suggest next listening to either the original or the Love Junk version of I'm an Adult Now. It'll knock you on your ass, I, I promise you. Then explore the albums. To, I believe you'll be glad you did. She's So Young would peak at number 20. They would only have two more top 40s here, but they remained a presence on much music and rock radio for the next few years. In the States, the re-recorded version of I'm an Adult Now got significant play on rock radio, but other than the video for their 1993 song Cigarette Dangles being used in an episode of Beavis and Butthead, they didn't get, gain much more traction there. They largely stopped recording after 1996's The Wonderful World Of but they have played occasional reunion shows since. Next, we return to the USA for their number 26 song, 17 by Winger. Winger was formed in 1987 and named for singer-bassist Kip Winger, who had made a name for himself playing in Alice Cooper's mid-80s band. They released their debut album in August of 1988. Their, their first single, Madeleine, only got on album rock radio, but the follow-up, 17, managed to break through to the Hot 100. 17 is basic hair metal about that mythical rock and roll creature, the nymphomaniac teenage girl who knows how to do everything and will do it with, every with whoever is nearby and anyone who dares call himself a rocker isn't going to refuse such an offer. Here's some lyrics. Come to my place. We can talk it over. Oh, everything going down in your head. She said, take it easy. I need some time. Time to work it out. To make you mine. And just when I thought she was coming to my door, she whispered sweet and brought me to the floor. She said, I'm only seventeen. You ain't seen love, ain't seen nothing like me. She's only seventeen. Seventeen, yeah, yeah. Daddy says she's too young, but she's old enough for me. Editorial comment, you? Yes, such a bad girl. Loves to work me overtime. Feels good. Ha, dancing close to the borderline. She's a magic mountain. She's a leather glove. Oh, she's my soul. It must be love. Spoiler alert, it wasn't love. Anyway, this has all the ingredients of quality sleaze rock, but it's just going through the motions. There's a reason why Beavis and Butthead's nerdy neighbor Stuart is always shown in a winger t-shirt. 17 peaked at number 26. 
Winger would pick would pick up two more hits over the next two years. Then they broke up in 1994, once grunge and alternative pushed their sound out of fashion. They reunited in 2001 and have since released three more albums and continue to perform together. And now back to Britain for their number 28 song, Bring Me Edelweiss by Edelweiss. Edelweiss was an Austrian trio who were inspired by a book called The Manual, How to Have a Number One the Easy Way, by Englishmen Bill Drummond and Jimmy Cauty, who, as the Time Lords, had a number one in 1988 with Doctorin' the Tardis. Using that as a guide, they put together Bring Me Edelweiss. One of the major instructions of the manual was to make your song entirely out of pieces of other songs. Doctor in the TARDIS was built primarily around Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Part 1 and the theme from the BBC show Doctor Who. Bring Me Edelweiss, meanwhile, builds its chorus around the melody of ABBA's 1975 hit S.O.S., and, contains, and it contains parts of the song Edelweiss from The Sound of Music, also, also the 19, parts of the 1983 UK hit Last Night a DJ Saved My Life by Indeep, and also a couple of other samples, plus yodeling, and the following rap verse. Woman, I need some Austrian loving. I know what it means. I better start climbing for the dopest flower on the top of the mountain. I know what you want. They don't grow the ground. Hiking up north like Cooley Sea, you see eye to eye. We're picking the one and only flower that shows love as you look into my eyes. So we can show it with Edelweiss. It's a crazy concoction that could best be described as Oktoberfest Disco. Bring Me Edelweiss would peak at number five. They would put out... Edelweiss would put out more music, but none of it got much attention outside of the German-speaking word. However, one of their members, Walter Verzova, I think that's how you pronounce it, has since composed a very well-known piece of music. The Intel Bong. You know. Ding! Ba-doom, ba-doom. You never think that someone has to sit down and actually compose little things like that, but they do. I'm sure it's made of quite a bit of money. We'll get into the top 20s right after this. Hi, this is your host, Roger Stroop, letting you know that if you like my point of view on old pop music, you can actually find lots more of it on the Old Man Yells at Music blog. I've been looking back at top 40 charts from the 70s, 80s, and 90s and beyond for almost 10 years now. And I've done hundreds of entries and covered thousands of songs from the American, Canadian, and British charts. From the A's to ZZ Top. From Abacab to Zoom. You'll also find my Uneasy Rider tournaments, celebrating the odd ducks of the American Top 40. The 70s tourney is complete, but the 80s one is just getting started. And you can follow along on the blog as it progresses. And of course, you can find links to the latest episode of this podcast and the accompanying YouTube playlists there. So take a look at the Old Man Yells at Music blog, which you can find at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. Why is it there? You'll have to go there to find out. That's the Old Man Yells at Music blog at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. We're back into the top 20s now, and we're starting in Britain with their number 12 song, Interesting Drug by Morrissey. Stephen Patrick Morrissey was born in 1959 and grew up in Manchester, England. In the late 70s, he played in punk bands and worked as a writer. Then in 1982, he began collaborating with guitarist Johnny Marr, which led to the formation of The Smiths. Their jangly sound, combined with Morrissey's mopey vocals and literate lyrics, won them a loyal fan base, and they picked up 15 top 40 hits in four years. The group broke up in 1987, and Morrissey immediately began a solo career. His first three singles made the top ten. Interesting Drug was his fourth. 
interesting drug is up-tempo pop rock over which Morrissey sings about one of his most frequent subjects, his negative opinion of Margaret Thatcher and her Tory government. Here's how he expresses his disdain on this occasion. There are some bad people on the rise. There are some bad people on the rise. They're saving their own skins by ruining other people's lives. Bad, bad people on the rise. Young married couple in debt. Ever felt had? Young married couple in debt. Ever felt had? On a government scheme designed to, designed to kill your dream? Oh, mum, oh, dad. Once poor, always poor. La, 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 la. Interesting drug. The one that you took. Tell the truth. It really helped you. An interesting drug. The one that you took. God, it really, really helped you. You wonder why we're only half ashamed? Because enough is too much. And look around. Can you blame us? Can you blame us? It's bitter and biting and very English. Everything you expect from the man they call Maz. Interesting Drug was down from a peak of number nine. Morrissey has gone on to have a total of 33 solo top 40s in the UK. His biggest North American hit, 1994's The More You Ignore Me, The Closer I Get, hit number 34 in Canada and 40, and 40 number 46 in the United States. He has often garnered more attention in recent years for his opinions on politics and animal rights, but he continues to make music. And his latest album, I Am Not a Dog on a Chain, just came out in March. Now we're in Canada again to look at their number 17 song, Your Mama Don't Dance by Poison. Poison began in the early 80s in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, when singer Brett Michaels, guitarist Matt Smith, bassist Bobby Dahl, and drummer Ricky Rocket formed a group called Paris. In 1983, they changed their name and moved to Los Angeles. They were starting to find success in West Hollywood rock clubs when Matt Smith decided to return home to Pennsylvania. After replacing Smith with New York native C.C. DeVille, the group signed a record deal and released their, their debut album in 1986. As of this point, the group had two multi-platinum LPs and their fifth and most recent U.S. Top 40 hit, the ballad Every Rose Has Its Thorn, had gone all the way to number one. Your Mama Don't Dance was the follow-up. Your Mama Don't Dance is a cover of a 1973 Top 5 hit by Loggins and Messina. It's a song about a guy who just wants to have some fun with his girlfriend, but her parents are just uncool buzzkills. Here's the lyrics. The old folks say that you gotta end your date by 10. But if you're out on a date, don't you bring her home late, because it's a sin. You know there's no excuse. You know you're gonna lose. You never win. I'll say it again. And it's all because your mama don't dance and your daddy don't rock and roll. Your mama don't dance, and your daddy don't rock and roll. But when evening rolls around, and it's time to hit the town, where do you go? You gotta rock it. Rock it. You see, I pulled into a drive-in, and I found a place to park. We hopped into the back seat, where it's always nice and dark. We're just about to move, thinking, Mmm, Brett, this is a breeze. There's a light in my eye, and, the, and a guy says, Out of the car, long hair. Ooh-wee, you're coming with me, said the local police. I have to say, Brett Michaels sounds a lot more convincing as a frustrated, horny teenage boy than Kenny Loggins did. Overall, the song fits the, the poison glam metal sleaze vibe than it does a folk-pop duo that also did a song about Winnie the Pooh. Your Mama Don't Dance peaked at number 17 here in Canada. It got to number 10 in the U.S. and number 13 in the U.K. Their third album, 1990's Flesh and Blood, produced two more North American top fives. But after grunge happened and C.C. DeVille left the band, the group's fortunes declined, although they did manage to have two more top 40 hits in Canada. C.C. DeVille rejoined the group in the late 90s, 
And since then, they have released two more albums and gone on several tours in between Brett Michaels' solo projects and reality, and reality TV appearances. They were scheduled to tour this year with Motley Crue, Def Leppard, and Joan Jett, but that obviously has been put on hold. Back to the States we go for their number 13 song, Cult of Personality by Living Color. Living Color was formed in New York in 1984 by guitarist Vernon Reed. They gained attention for being one of the rare all-African-American bands playing hard rock. They released their debut album, Vivid, in 1988, and Cult of Personality was the first single. Cult of Personality is about political and social leaders who gain followings that are loyal to the point of never questioning what the leader says, no matter how outrageous. It contains samples of speeches from Malcolm X, John F. Kennedy, and Franklin Roosevelt, and name drops other prominent figures. Here are, here's a sample of the lyrics. Look in my eyes. What do you see? The cult of personality. I know your anger. I know your dreams. I've been everything you want to be. I'm the cult of personality. Like Mussolini and Kennedy, I'm the cult of personality. The cult of personality. The cult of personality. Neon lights. A Nobel Prize. Then a mirror speaks. The reflection lies. You don't have to follow me. Only you can set me free. I sell the things you need to be. I'm the smiling face on your TV. I'm the cult of personality. I exploit you. Still you love me. I tell you one and one makes three. I'm the cult of personality. Like Joseph Stalin and Gandhi, I'm the cult of personality. Combined with Vernon Reed's squalling guitar and Corey Glover's insistent howl, it's a bracing blast of seriousness in a sea of trivialities. In that sense, they were a harbinger of what was to come after Nirvana broke through. Cult of Personality would peak at number 13. It also got to number 67 in Britain and number 84 in Canada. The group would have just more one more American hit, but they picked up three UK top UK top 40s in the 80 in the 90s. Excuse me. Living Color broke up in 1995 but reunited 5 years later and have since released three albums, most recently in 2017. In 2011, Cults of Personality gained new life when it started being used as the entrance theme for WWE wrestler CM Punk, and that led to the band performing it live at WrestleMania 29. Into the top tens now, starting in America... With, for their number eight song, Soldier of Love by Donny Osmond. Born in Ogden, Utah in 1957, Donny Osmond was the seventh of nine children. In 1958, four of his older brothers started a barbershop quartet, and they became successful, eventually being hired as regular performers on The Andy Williams Show in 1962. Shortly after that, Donny joined his brothers in the group, and as the 60s ended, the boys decided they wanted to play more modern pop. Positioned as a white version of the Jackson 5, the Osmonds found success when their song One Bad Apple hit number one in 1971. And like Michael Jackson, Donnie began putting out records of his own while still singing with his brothers. He had several hits, including one number one at home and three in Britain, where both he and his brothers were even bigger stars. When his pop stardom started to fade in the mid-70s, he successfully transitioned to starring alongside his sister Marie in, a, in an ABC TV variety show. When that ended in 1979, Donnie was out of the spotlight for several years. In 1988, he released the single Soldier of Love in the UK, where it hit number 29. The next year, a New York radio program director named Jessica Ettinger heard the song and decided to add it to her station's playlist but she didn't allow the artist's name to be revealed until a few weeks later when listeners made it a hit. The publicity from this gimmick garnered Osmond a new U.S. record deal and Soldier of Love a national release. I'm going to be real here and tell you that I think Soldier of Love is pretty damn awful. <laughs> 
It's got nothing to do with Donnie. He gives it his all. But the track is a fourth-rate Bobby Brown imitation, and the lyrics are practically all worn-out cliches. Here are some of those words. So you heard that I'm a rebel with a heart made of stone. I got a restless spirit that nobody can own. If a picture tells a story, won't you listen to mine? I'm searching for the answer, but it's so hard to find. You'll see much deeper when you read between the lines, because there's a fire burning in my eyes. Like a thief in the night who can't get enough, I am willing to fight, because I'm a soldier of love. Like a shot in the dark when the going gets rough, it's a state of the heart when you're a soldier of love. It's pretty clear that no one else involved was putting in the same amount of effort into this as Donnie was. And I'm pretty confident that without the whole, holy shit, that's Donny Osmond factor, this song wouldn't have been nearly as big. Soldier of Love got to number two in the U.S. and number three in Canada. Donnie would have two more American top 40s over the next year, and he picked up a U.K. top 10 in 2004 with the song Breeze On By. In addition to recording, he has starred in the Toronto and Chicago productions of Andrew Lloyd Webber's Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, hosted a talk show with Marie, hosted game shows, done an 11-year residency in Las Vegas, and won a season of Dancing with the Stars. Back to Britain for their number four, Baby I Don't Care by Transvision Vamp. Formed in London in 1986, Transvision Vamp was founded by singer Wendy James and guitarist Nick Christian Sayer. They scored their first hit in 1988 when I Want Your Love hit number five. Baby I Don't Care was their third top 40. Baby I Don't Care is poppy hard rock that uses the same chord progression as the guitar the garage rock classic Louie Louie. Over it, Wendy James rasps about what she needs and doesn't need from her man. Well, you can give me all your love and anything else you got too. But don't pay it any mind if it seems like I'm acting cool. Well, you can dress me in your mirror. Give me kisses forever and a day, yeah. But there's just one thing you don't have to, you don't have to say. You don't have to say you love me. And you don't have to say any prayers. No, you don't have to say you love me, baby. It's all right. Because, honey, I don't care. Oh, baby, I don't care. Oh, honey, I don't care. Oh, honey, I don't care. Now, this is firmly in the chick rock genre that I admittedly have a weakness for. But this isn't one of the stronger examples of it. It's just missing something. The ingredients are there, but the result is just okay. Baby I Don't Care was down from its peak of number three. The group had four more top 40 hits before breaking up in 1992. Wendy James would put out an Elvis Costello-produced solo album the next year, but its biggest hit only got to number 34. It would be bassist Dave Parsons who had the biggest post-Transvision Vamp career, as he was a member of the multi-platinum band Bush between 1995 and 2002. Back in Canada one more time for their number two song, The Look by Roxette. Roxette was formed when Per Gessel and Marie Fredriksson, who had fronted two separate Swedish pop groups, got together to form a duo. Between 1986 and 1988, they had picked up six hits in their, in their homeland and two best-selling albums. In late 1988, a Minneapolis teenager returning from a student exchange program in Sweden gave a copy of their second album to a local radio station, and that station started playing The Look. It became popular on that station, and then it spread to other stations in other parts of America, and Roxette got an American record deal for their single and album. The Look is a dance rock earworm with a lot of winning elements. The call and response chorus, the na-na-na-na-nas, the blend of guitars and synths. 
But what puts it over the top for me are the lyrics, which are that wonderful kind of nonsense that can only come from people for whom English is not their native language. Here's what Per Gessel sings. Walking like a man, hitting like a hammer. She's a juvenile scam, never was a quitter. Tasty like a raindrop. She's got the look. Heavenly bound, cause heaven's got a number when she's spinning me around. Kissing is a color. Her loving is a wild dog. She's got the look. She's got the look. She's got the look. What in the world can make a brown-eyed girl turn blue? When everything I'll ever do, I, I'll do for you. And I go, la, 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 la. She's got the look. Fire in the ice. Naked to the T-bone is a lover's disguise. Banging on the head drum, shaking like a mad bull, she's got the look. Swaying to the band, moving like a hammer, she's a miracle man. Loving is the ocean, kissing is the wet sand, she's got the look. My favorite parts are, her loving is a wild dog, and loving is the ocean, kissing is the wet sand. But it's all golden gibberish. And another example of how Swedes have some kind of magic touch when it comes to pop craftsmanship. The look would peak at number two here. It went to number one in the U.S. and number seven in Britain. The group would have several more hits over the next few years, including three North American number ones. The group continued to consistently record and tour for the next three decades. In 2016, Marie Fredrickson was forced to stop touring due to a brain tumor, and complications from this result ultimately resulted in her death this past December. We'll be back to recap the top tens and take a closer look at one of the number ones right after this. Hello, Roger Stroop again. We all know that COVID-19 is hitting small businesses particularly hard, and I have first-hand knowledge of this, as my wife is a home-based music teacher. Right now, she isn't doing lessons at home, but she has been able to teach some of her students over the internet, which got me thinking. You don't have to live in the St. Catharines, Niagara area to learn piano, voice, and or musical theory from Linda's lessons. I've told you before about her years of experience and many satisfied customers. I've also told you you can look up Linda's lessons on Facebook and see videos of her singing. You'll know for sure she knows what she's doing. So if you want to learn music and you think you'd be more comfortable learning over the internet, take a look at the Linda's Lessons page on Facebook. At the very least, you'll hear an amazing singer, my wife, Linda Quick. Thank you very much. We're back. So now let's recap the top tens, starting in the USA. Number 10, She Drives Me Crazy by Fine Young Cannibals, the first of two North American number ones for the Birmingham Trio. Number 9, Room to Move by Animotion, the other top 10 for the group most famous for 1985's Obsession. Number 8, Soldier of Love by Donny Osmond. Number 7, After All by Peter Cetera and Cher, a duet between the ex-Chicago singer and, well, Cher. Number six, Second Chance by 38 Special, the biggest hit for the Southern rock band from Jacksonville. Number five, Forever Your Girl by Paula Abdul, the second number one for the choreographer and ex-LA Lakers cheerleader. Number four, Funky Cold Medina by Tone Loke, the second lascivious rap, rap hit by the gravel-voiced Los Angeles rapper. Number three, Real Love by Jody Watley, the Los Angeles singer's second number two hit. Number two, I'll Be There For You by Bon Jovi, the fourth number one for the Rock Institution from New Jersey. And the number one song in the U.S. this week was Like a Prayer by Madonna, her seventh number one in just over five years. Up next, the top ten in the United Kingdom. 
Number 10, Good Thing by Fine Young Cannibals. Their fifth and final UK top 10. Number 9, Beds Are Burning by Midnight Oil. The only UK hit for the Australian band led by bald 6'4 singer Peter Garrett. Number 8, Who's in the House by Beatmasters and Merlin. The third hit for a, for a London dance group. Number 7, Miss You Like Crazy by Natalie Cole. The biggest UK hit for Nat King Cole's daughter. Number six, Americanos by Holly Johnson. The second top five for the former singer of Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Number five, Requiem by London Boys. The first of two top fives from a pop duo who were ironically based in Hamburg, Germany. Number four, Baby I Don't Care by Transvision Vamp. Number three, if You Don't Know Me By Now by Simply Red. The Manchester, group's Her- the Manchester Group's Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes cover topped the North American charts but fell one place short back in the UK. Number two, Hand on Your Heart by Kylie Minogue, the third number one for the Aussie soap star turned pop diva. And the number one song in the UK this week was Eternal Flame by The Bangles. The L.A. band's hit ballad topped the charts here and in the States, but only got to number four in Canada. And finally, the Canadian Top Ten. Number ten, I'll Be There For You by Bon Jovi. Number nine, Love Makes No Promises by Candy, the biggest hit for a Toronto pop band fronted by singer Candita Panella. Number eight, Walk the Dinosaur by Was Not Was, the biggest hit for an eclectic pop soul band from Detroit. Number seven, Diamond Mine by Blue Rodeo, the second top ten for the Toronto country rock outfit. Number six, Heaven Help Me by Dion Estes, the one solo hit for the Detroit-born ex-bassist for Wham!, which featured George Michael himself on backing vocals. Number five, She Drives Me Crazy by Fine Young Cannibals. Number four, Second Chance by 38 Special. Number three, Girl You Know It's True by Millie Vanilli, the first hit by the infamous lip singers. Number two, The Look by Roxette. And the number one song in Canada, and the spotlight number one this week, is... Like a Prayer by Madonna. We talked about Madonna back in episode 5. At this point in her career, she was on a run of 13 consecutive U.S. top 10s, including 12 top 5s and 6 number 1s. Like a Prayer was released in March as the title track from her fourth album, and it was to be the centerpiece of a Pepsi campaign for which she shot a commercial and was paid $5 million. But after she released the song's video, which featured Madonna dancing in a nightie in front of burning crosses and kissing a black man, the resulting controversy caused Pepsi to pull the commercials, although she was able to keep the $5 million. But the uproar did not seem to affect the song's chart performance. I think it can be argued that Like a Prayer is the most Madonna of all Madonna's hits. It's big-sounding dance pop with bold touches, like that opening guitar riff and the gospel choir. And in both what she's singing and how she's singing it, there are seemingly conflicting elements of sexuality and spirituality. Here are some of the lyrics. Life is a mystery. Everyone must stand alone. I hear you call my name, and it feels like home. When you call my name, it's like a little prayer. I'm down on my knees. I want to take you there. In the midnight hour, I can feel your power, just like a prayer. You know I'll take you there. I hear your voice. It's like an angel sighing. I have no choice. I hear your voice. Feels like flying. I close my eyes. Oh, God, I think I'm falling out of the sky. I close my eyes. Heaven help me. The spirituality is obvious, with mystery and prayer and angels. And the sex... Well, there are multiple ways you can interpret, I'm down on my knees, I want to take you there. And I don't think Madonna was ignorant of those implications. 
This isn't my favorite Madonna song. For that, I go all the way back to Borderline. But I think there's no other song that defines her more completely. This was the third of five weeks at number one for Like a Prayer. It spent three weeks on top in both America and Britain. Her next two singles, Express Yourself and Cherish, also topped the Canadian chart, but she had to wait until the following spring to hit number one in the U.S. and U.K. again, when Vogue became her fourth Triple Crown winner. So how to sum up the pop music of April 1989? Well, the British charts were reflecting that country being at the forefront of the dance music of the day. Hard rock, often accompanied by a lot of product-enhanced hair, was doing pretty well in the States. Canada, as always, followed along with the two bigger nations while sprinkling in some diverse homegrown sounds. And even as American radio was becoming increasingly, increasingly corporate, people at individual stations were still able to make programming decisions that could make or revive an artist's career. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Old Man Yells at Music podcast. As always, if you like what you've heard, share, subscribe, and leave a review where you found it. You can also leave feedback on the Facebook and Twitter feeds, both of which can be found at Mr. B. Glovehead, or on the blog post for the episode, which is at bobbyglovescasey.blogspot.com. As always, there's a companion YouTube playlist for this episode, which I link to in the show notes. All lyrics quoted are for the purposes of discussion and review. No infringement is intended. Next time on the show, we're going back to the Uneasy Rider Tournament. This bracket's got more of a coherent theme to it. A lot of intriguing songs. Until then, thanks again for listening. I'm Roger Stroop, and I'm a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll, and my lovin' is a wild dog. Stay safe, everybody.